You're listening to the Power of a Cookie podcast, episode number 27. Welcome to the Power of a Cookie podcast. See how cookie decorators are using cookies to make the world better, one cookie at a time. Hi, everybody. I am so sorry that it has taken me so long to do a podcast, but as you know, life this year was a little difficult for me. Things are getting back to normal. I am back in the kitchen baking, and oh my goodness, what a wonderful time of the year it is to get in the kitchen and bake. As I was baking the other day, I was thinking, um, a lot of you guys have questions about sugar cookies, so let me see if I can help a little bit. So today, we're just going to talk about sugar cookies. (laughs) There's nothing worse than making a bad, well, there's a, there are things worse. I guess I could say a brain tumor's worse. But <laughs> one of the bad things in the kitchen is when you get in there and you start making your cookie dough and you're thinking, oh my goodness, this is going to be great. I'm going to make sugar cookies and share them with my friends this Christmas and share them with family. And then you bake them. And when you pull them out of the oven, they just look like, blobs. They don't even resemble the shape of the cookie cutter that you use to cut them out with. When that happens, it's kind of like your heart sinks and melts, just like those cookies did when they were in the oven. (laughs) I have a few tips that might help prevent that from happening. So a question that I get asked often by you guys is how do I keep my sugar cookies from spreading when they bake? Well, that's a great question, and there are several things that can cause your sugar cookies to spread, and we're going to cover as many as we can today. So I'm going to start with the one that got me when I first started baking. It was that baking powder. (laughs) What is it about baking powder? Almost every sugar cookie recipe calls for it, but the first thing I did when I realized that I could kind of prevent it from happening was I cut the amount that I added to my recipe. So If your cookies are spreading when they bake, the first thing that I would suggest is try cutting the amount of baking powder you use. Cut it in half if you need to, and I'll be honest, sometimes I don't use baking powder at all. When I do cut the amount of baking powder in half, the only difference is, or if I don't use it at all, the only difference is my cookies come out of the oven basically the same shape as when I put them in the oven, so it works. So that may be one thing that you might be willing to try. Okay, are you ready for something else that can cause your um, sugar cookies to spread when they bake? Well, don't overmix your cookie dough when you make it. You know, you cream the butter and the sugar together for a couple minutes and then you add the rest of the ingredients. Overmixing the dough will add air into it and cause the dough to collapse and get air bubbles in it when it bakes. So just mix the dough as long as you need to to get the ingredients mixed well together. That may help some, some of us out there. That may help us not to cause our cookies to spread. Okay, I think we all know the amount of flour that we add has a lot to do with how our cookies turn out. It's easy to add too much flour if you're a heavy-handed scooper like me. A great way to handle this is by using a food scale. Once I bought my food scale, my cookies completely changed, and now they're very consistent in the way that they turn out, and I love it. So we're going to talk a little bit more about the food scale later because this is one tool I truly need as a baker. I measure my flour, my sugar, my powdered sugar when I make royal icing. It really helps. So you may want to invest in a food scale. I think I got my 
online at Walmart for, it was less than $25. I'm thinking it was less than 20. So it's not that big of an expense, but it's a really big tool to help um, with baking. Okay, again, here comes the flour. If you sprinkle a lot of flour on the surface where you roll out your cookie dough, the dough, of course, picks that flour up and it can cause your cookies to become dry and crumbly. So if you've been around my blog at all, you've probably seen the mats that I use. I love these mats. And again, they came from Walmart. You can get them at Amazon. You can get them different places, but they're just like flexible, um, mats that like cutting mats and the reason I like them is because they don't require a lot of flour so when I use the mats I do sprinkle a little bit of flour on it and then I place my sugar cookie dough on there I cover it with a piece of plastic wrap and then I roll it out and then I don't try to cut my shapes out right away I go ahead and I take my dough on the mat and stick it in the freezer for, you know, five to 10 minutes. When I pull it out, all I have to do is pull the plastic wrap off the top of the dough and then I place it back on there lightly. It doesn't stick, I just lay it back on there. Then I turn the mat and the dough and the plastic wrap over and then I peel the mat off the back of the dough. So it lets go of the dough and then I lay the mat back on top of it and turn it over again. I know this may sound confusing. There will be a tutorial on this very, very soon. And so when I turn the dough back over, I remove the plastic wrap and then I can cut my shapes. Since my dough is partially frozen, then I'm not misshaping the dough when I pick up the pieces to place it on the baking sheet. The mats are like magic. That is like my magic tool. I am so glad that I found those when I did. And you can get those on Amazon. You can get them at Walmart. At Walmart, I think you get three of them for a little over $5. And I just looked at Amazon a minute ago and you can get three of them there for like $5.48. So they're not expensive. But again, the mats and the scale are like two tools that really have helped me make consistently shaped sugar cookies that don't spread. So I'll make sure that there's a link below for those flexible mats for you. And I'll actually put a link for the scale. Now that doesn't mean you have to buy it from the link. It's just a guide for you to see what I'm actually using because really and truly it works. And I only, I'm, I'm only gonna tell you guys things that really, really work and things that I love and really and truly the mat and, I mean, not the mat, but the scale and the flexible Cutting mats are seriously two things that I really need. Another thing is I sometimes wonder is your temperature, is the temperature of your oven correct? If your cookies spread in the oven, it may mean that your oven is too cool. This will cause the butter in your cookies to melt instead of letting your cookies bake the way that they should bake. So it's like the butter melts and it causes the cookies to just sink kind of and it and it does actually it causes them to spread so you may want to buy an oven thermometer or you know just play with the temperature just a little bit maybe up a couple of degrees and and see what happens see if that affects your cookies but an oven thermometer again does not cost that much you put it inside your oven when you preheat it we'll put it in before you preheat it preheat it and check what 
temperature your oven says it is, check what temperature the thermometer says it is. And you may find, you know, that you need to make some adjustments to get at the actual temperature that it needs to be. Now, speaking of things like that you put in the oven and everything, let's talk about your baking sheets. All baking sheets do not bake the same. Dark pans absorb extra heat, which will cause things to brown faster. The bottom of your cookies will get dark before the cookie's actually done. So keep that in mind. If, you're, if you have darker baking sheets, you may need to slightly lower your oven temperature so that your cookies will bake evenly. So then you have insulated cookie sheets. Insulated cookie sheets are designed to bake cookies evenly, but that causes a few problems for sugar cookies. The insulated sheets bake things a bit more slowly so your cookies can spread. Here we are talking about spreading. And when they spread what do they do they lose their shape so beware of the insulated cookie sheets and a lot of people who use them and have great success with them it's just some of those things that you need to keep in mind Another type of baking sheet are those um, like Nordic Ware natural aluminum commercial baker's half sheets. <laughs> That's a mouthful. Try saying that five times really fast. And um, they hold their shapes when they get hot, like there's no warping. You know how pans sometimes warp and they pop, they make that popping sound. Well, these don't do that. These, you know, bake cookies evenly, they hold their shape, um, they prevent over browning, and it's, you know, like a little cookie helper in your oven. So I use those, but I also bake on parchment paper or a seal pat. So I don't put the cookies directly onto the baking sheet, no matter what type of baking sheet I use. So that does kind of help. You know, I just prevent a few issues. So you, you may want to think about that, slapping down a piece of parchment paper before you put your cookies on it. If you have a silp hat, those are pretty good. But when you start adding things like silp hats too, it still affects the way your cookies turn out. So you just need to play with it and see how it works for you. So there you go. Now I did mention the Nordic Wear Natural Aluminum Commercial Baker's Half Sheets. <laughs> They're on Amazon and sometimes you can find them for a little more than $10 each. Um, I know $10 may sound like a lot, but as if you're going to bake all the time as I do, then you know, paying a little bit more for a really good baking sheet is sometimes worth it. So you need to think about that. You know, do you want it to bake evenly? I, I like to use the same things each time I bake. Once I figure out how that product works or that ingredient works, I like to use it over and over because to me that's consistent. If I'm not playing around with different name brands of things and different types of baking sheets, if I consistently use the same ones, then my cookies are consistently going to come out of the oven the same, holding their shape, which is what we're all about today. So while we're talking about baking sheets, let's go ahead and talk about something else. You know, you want to place the raw cookie dough on a baking sheet that's room temperature or even a little bit cooler, you know, um, baking sheet. Like I said, um, I'm going to write a list at the bottom of this and tell you my steps on how I do this. I'll try to include some pictures. That way you guys can see. And I'll make a video on how I do this. Um, we are going to get you making cookies that do not spread and hold true to the shape of the cookie cutter that you cut them with. So just keep that in mind. But when you place the raw cookie dough 
on a room temperature or a cooler baking sheet, you're gonna get good results. Because if you place them on a warm baking sheet, it'll start baking your cookies and they're gonna go ahead and start spreading. So remember, keep the cookie sheets cooler or at least at room temperature. And again, I talked about parchment paper or seal pads, you know, to use on your baking sheets to put your raw cookie dough on before you stick them in the oven. Um, you may get people out there that tell you, yes, go ahead and grease your baking sheet and then put your cookie dough on it. I am not a professional that has training from a college or a culinary school or anything. I am a home baker and I would never, ever, ever grease the baking sheets and then put my cookies on because it will spread all over the pan. It, it's not okay to spread all over the pan. We just need, you know, to use silpat or parchment paper. The cookies let go easy once they cool off a little bit. It, it just, it's not gonna cause them to start baking immediately when you put it on there, or it's not gonna cause them to spread like grease does when you put it in the oven. So keep that in mind. Okay, so once you have rolled out your cookie dough, and you've cut out several shapes out of, you know, whatever you've rolled out, whatever shape you've rolled out, you've cut it out, and then you have all these little scraps of cookie dough. Yes, you can re-roll that. Um, what I do is put my dough together, like after I cut a maybe a couple mats, My like I said, my dough's on the mat. After I cut a couple of mats, I'll take both of the scraps, both of the piles of scraps from that, and I put it together and I'll re-roll it. Now here's where things get a little important. I can re-roll my dough three times and cut my shape three times. If I go more than three times, basically I'm overworking that dough and the more I work it and the more I roll it, the more the cookies are gonna spread. So keep that in mind. You don't wanna, you know, overroll it too many times because you will see, you know, your cookies spread as they bake if you do that. And here's another one I get. Help, my cookie dough is sticky. What can I do? Well, I can think of two things that cause, can cause cookie dough to be sticky, and let's talk about them for a second. I think the amount of flour that was added might be off. That's why a food scale is very important to me. Ever since I bought my scale, my cookie dough is very consistent, and it's very good every time I use it. So, um, same thing kind of with my royal icing, with my um, powdered sugar. Every time, every single time I make royal icing, I use my food scale. And again, this food scale was, you know, around $20 at Walmart. It is so worth it. It, it just helps you be consistent and get the right amount of ingredients that you need. So keep that in mind, you know, just if your dough is sticky, you know, you may need to get a food scale or add a little extra flour to your dough the next time you make it. Just be cautious how you do it and pay attention and do the same things over and over once you get it right because, again, consistency is just very, very key. Another thing that might be off is your dough might be too warm. This is another reason, you know, to put the butter on the counter one hour before you make your cookie dough. The dough won't be sticky as you're trying to roll it out. Um, if it's sticky, place it back in the refrigerator for about 10 minutes or so, then bring it back out and roll it out. Hopefully that'll work. There's another thing that works for me is chilling my cookie dough before I bake it. So remember I told you that I was gonna print, you know, the process of how I do it. Well, we're at the end of this and I'm just gonna tell you my process and then if you want it, 
this question and answer thing for sugar cookies is going to be on the blog. It'll also be on the power of a cookie, you know, under episode 27. So if there's anything that you want to see or hear again, please go back and check it out because, you know, this is stuff that I've done through the years and it works for me. Now, yes, humidity does affect all baking. And so it may not work in the same, you may not have the same humidity that I have. So it may or may not work for you. But the thing is, it's going to be a clue. Maybe there's a clue in here or a little mustard seed for you that can help you find the issue that you're having with your cookie spreading. Okay, so here we go. So how I make it um, is I put the butter on the counter for one hour before I make cookies and I set a timer each and every time, the timer on my oven. So I set the timer. Once the timer goes off, I already have everything else kind of ready. I have the flour, you know, weighed out. I have the sugar weighed out. I have my eggs sitting out. So everything's ready to go. So here we go. Here's what I do. So I make my dough according to my recipe. Then I take the dough out of the KitchenAid stand mixer bowl and I pat it in my hands and I break it in half. Half of it goes on one mat, half of it goes on the other mat. I cover it with plastic wrap and I roll it out. Then I place the mat with the plastic wrap on top of it into the freezer for 10 to 15 minutes. And then I take it out and then I remove the plastic wrap from the top of the dough and then I gently lay it back on top of the dough. I flip the whole mat over and carefully remove the plastic mat from the back of the dough. Then I lay the mat back on the dough and turn it back right side up. Then I remove the plastic wrap and I cut out my shapes. Get as many on there as I can and cut them out. Then, because I'm cutting out this cold dough, I can actually pick up the shapes and place them onto a room temperature baking sheet, okay? Once I get that baking sheet full, I don't take it and stick it into the freezer, I mean stick it into the oven unless I'm really quick cutting out those shapes. If I get distracted or anything and I feel like the dough is becoming room temperature, then what I do is I take the baking sheet with the shapes of the cookie dough on it and I stick it back in the freezer for five to 10 minutes. Then I pull it out, pop it in the oven, bake it at 375 degrees for eight minutes. I set the timer on the oven, eight minutes. Eight minutes, my cookies are perfect. I pull them out, set it on the counter, and my other little secret tool that I use, and I may have mentioned this before, I can't remember, is, you know one of those fondant smoothers? Again, not a lot of money, but a great little tool. As soon as my cookies come out of the oven, I hold on to the pan with a, um, oven mitt and I take that fondant smoother and I rub it on top of very carefully I rub it on top of the sugar cookies that way if I did get an air bubble or two in there when they were baking or if they baked and the sides were kind of you know a little rounded when I gently rub it with the fondant smoother it flattens the cookies that way whenever I'm ready to go and decorate them they're perfectly flat so 
I hope this has helped you guys. I hope there's something in here, like maybe there's a little tiny mustard seed in here, like I said, that can help you move major mountains with keeping your um, sugar cookies from spreading. Because this is the holiday season. We all want to get in the kitchen and bake. And there's, like I said, there are worse things in the world than having your sugar cookies spread all over your baking sheet. But it's pretty disappointing, you know, when you're ready to decorate and you're ready to bake and you open your oven and you're like, ah. Oh, what did I do wrong? So maybe one of these tips or maybe a couple of tips will help you. But again, the things that I would recommend is maybe an oven thermometer, a food scale, those flexible cutting mats. Oh my goodness, those are so helpful. And then, you know, a fondant smoother. There's probably something else in there, but right now I can't exactly remember what it was, but feel free to listen to this thing again. Anyways, I'm so glad I'm back and I hope to be in the kitchen more and more every day. I hope to um, be on the power of a cookie more and do the cookie network more. I have lots of things planned for you, especially this December. So come back, stick around, and let's make some cookie holiday magic. And when I come back on the power of a cookie again, we're going to talk about royal icing and issues that we have with royal icing. And I'm going to tell you, learning how to work royal icing was one of the hardest things that I have done with sugar cookies. But I've learned a lot and I'm willing to share everything that I know. So tune in next time and we will talk about royal icing. Thank you guys for listening to episode number 27. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Power of a Cookie podcast at thebarefootbaker.com.